Now, Revelation 2, let us read from verse 1. It says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, This thing saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, and walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Kuyo ingelosi yebandla lase Ephesus. Loba ukuthi nakho akushoyo ophethe izinkanyezi ezisikhombisa esandleni sakhe sokunene uhamba phakathi kwezinti zezibani eziyisikhombisa zegolide uthi I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars. Ngiyayazi imisebenzi yakho nemizamo yakho nokubekezela kwakho nokuthi kwaba kawunakumbamela ababi abavivinye abazisho ukuthi bangabapostoli bengesibo wabafumana beqhamba manga. And has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Unokubekezela wakhathazela ngenxa yegamalami kwaku kawukhathalanga and then Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 kwaba se Ephesus sahloso qala iverse loqala Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Amen. We can just ask Brother Chetty just to come and lead us in prayer.
Mighty Lord, Father, we just approaching, Lord, a great time, Father. Yes. While, Lord, there's a famine in the world, O oh God, for food, Lord, mm. there's such a desperation of the cry of the people that we meet in the denominations, in the family, O oh God, mm. thirsty, O oh God, drinking from broken cisterns, Father, yes. Lord, drinking and eating from the muck and the bones of the rubbish of the world, Father, we have a privilege this morning, Father, God, we want to stand at attention, Father. Mm. We want to take your word serious this morning, Let Father so, God. Father. We don't want to, Lord, just be, Lord, uh, lazy about it, O oh God, and haphazard, Father. Mm. But we want to reverence your presence, Father. You have permitted us a way, O oh God, this morning. And the way is truth. The way is God. The way is that Logos. That way is that pillow of fire that will preach to us this morning, Father. If we could activate and pull on the gift, O oh God. Lord, help our unbelief, O oh God. Yes. We live in a nervous, tension world as your prophet warned us about that, O oh God. Watch out for the nervous tensions and the riches of Lady Osea, dear God. Mm. We just want to put aside everything, Father. We spend so much of time with work, with families, O oh God. We spend so much of time with leisures and pleasures, O oh God. And Lord, with the phones and the internets, oh God. But Lord, we just want to separate ourselves you, and come to the fountain of the mm. all-loving waters, Lord. Like the woman of the well, oh God. And you would discern our thoughts, oh God, of our mm. hearts, oh God. You would speak our needs, oh God. And you would let us know, Father, how you can comfort us, Lord. Because you said, come he that is heavy laden, oh God. And you would give us a rest this morning. And at rest is the Holy Ghost, Father. And without that, oh God, we are naked, we are blind, we are lukewarm, miserable, and we don't even know it, oh God. We lay ourselves at the altar, oh God. Mm. Purge us and wash us with the waters of your word, oh God. Because it is evident, Father, you are here this morning, oh God. We will answer the day of judgment, oh God, for the word of God, Father. It speak a truth this morning, dear Lord Jesus. Speak, O oh God, and your servant, Yevit. Forgive us, O oh God, and help us this morning, dear God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. As you take your seats. Just uh, a couple of minutes. I want us to speak on just the character of the Ephesians church. Amen. The prophet says the beauty of the church is it the carpet, is it the tile, is it the roof, or is it the building? What is the beauty of the church? Is the character of its own people. Amen. I was I was very much intrigued by this church of the Ephesians. Amen. And I went into the prophet and checked the history, what happened here. 
ngahamba I can simply say the Corinthian church was not ready for the rapture if the rapture could have taken place in their time. The Galatians were not ready. But I believe that the Ephesians were ready. And I believe that in the end time, individually, our character must mirror the character of the efficient. Uh, and then when you look at the efficient church in contrast to the Corinthians, things were chaotic in the Corinthians church. There was immorality in the church. There were lawsuits flying all over in the church. There were a displacement of gifts in the church. There were divisions. One said, I'm of Paul. One said, I'm of Paul. I, I can safely say the Corinthians church was a chaotic church. You look at the Galatians. Paul calls them foolish Galatians. He started with the spiritual things and they ended up with carnal things. But when you come to the Ephesians, uh, there is not much that Paul is trying to correct amongst them. Uh, he actually places them positionally. You know, preaching condemns a sinner. But teaching places a believer positionally. So, in the end time, I expected the church to be placed positionally. And I just love the character of the Ephesians church. They, if you want to check when was this church established, it was established by Paul in Acts 19. Because the Ephesians church they, they read the scriptures, the Old Testament. They read about John the Baptist. They believed that he was the true vindicated uh, messenger from God. They adopted his baptism and they practiced his baptism. Until Paul came across them. Uh, and then when you look at the uh, Ephesians, you find that Paul, Apollos was there. And then it was, uh, is it uh, Priscilla and Ananias? 
Help me with those two couples that were spiritual. The ones that they call Apollo aside. And then they spoke to him uh, because they realized that something was lacking in his preaching. Uh, They introduced the Messiah to him. Amen. But I mean, uh, Acts 8.19, it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since he believed? You know, there, are, there, are, there is a certain question. It, it just rattles your nest. Hallelujah. And Paul just asked this simple question. Have ye received the Holy Ghost since he believed? And they said unto him, we have not had so much, uh, we have not so much had whether there be any Holy Ghost. He said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. These were the disciples of uh, John at Ephesus. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him who should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they had this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. The quality, majority or a number does not determine the quality. Brother Brenham says this was just a, a little bit church. But yet they were very spiritual. He says they were very studious. They searched the scriptures. And this is when this church of Ephesus was established. Now coming to where we read. Paul says here, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Things that Paul wrote to the Ephesian church, he could not have written them to the Corinthians. 
Corinthians were not at the level at which they could have received what Paul was preaching or writing about. When Paul, when Paul wrote to the Corinthians, he addressed certain things in their midst. But when he wrote to the Ephesians, he wanted them to move from the natural view and to go to the spiritual supernatural view. I mean, things that he preached, it's only a book that has got four chapters. But things that were spoken to them were so profound. Until the prophet comes in the end time and says that the book of Joshua parallels the book of Ephesians. He put predestination in its right place. He put the fivefold ministry in its place. He put the marriage in its place. He put the children in, in their place. So that's why the prophet says this book was not written to an outsider. You know, there are certain things that we can say in public view. But there are certain things that must be said to the people that were called to believe those things. You know, when the prophet came, he had such a great gift that had an impact around the globe. A gift that was admired for by people from diverse backgrounds. Which we have come to learn that it was the first pull. People were, people were excited when they saw the miraculous happen. And they were excited when they saw the third pool were being on show, being showcased. It, it was quite admirable how a man that did not know the people could tell them where they came from. And, and people were owed by this precision. And say, how can this man to be such exact to the dot? But that was, that was not the end of it. Then he moved from the first. He went to the second. He went to the third. And when he went to the third, then the full gospel businessmen came together. And they had to make a vote. Do we still uh, invite William Brenham to our meetings? And they voted that they don't want him to the meetings anymore. And this ministry paralleled to the ministry of Christ. When he multiplied the cakes, the people were owed by that ministry. Until they persuaded the people to follow him. And they crossed the river and went on the other side. But when they got to the other side, the ministry was no longer about multiplying cakes. The ministry had evolved. Now it was saying, drink my blood and eat my flesh. Now, now that required revelation. God will always sift the people. When he started the 
the ministry, people come in big numbers. But it's not those that come that shall enter. When Moses came, they came out in numbers. And they looked convinced by this ministry. But God delayed them in the wilderness. In order to speak to the people. And the Bible says only Joshua and Caleb. Because they had a different spirit. They are the ones that entered in. The rapture could have taken place long time ago. But God wants to sift. And there is a sifting that is going on. And people will say things that you never thought they would say. But we are not shaken even a bit. Those that were predestinated will believe until the end. And some, some of them, the, I mean, when you could have you could have gone to Peter and say, Peter, but explain to us how, how do we drink the blood and eat the flesh of this man? This is gone too far, Peter. Peter would have said to you, I don't understand, but I know that the weight of eternal life in this man, there was a, there was a pool that Jesus had to the predestinated seeds that they could not even reject. When others left, Peter was still standing there. You know, Jesus, when they left, he thought that he will encourage and say, yeah, now yeah. He even tells us, one of you is the devil will betray me. And say, ah, but you know we are 70 is gone. Now we are 12. We expect this man to encourage us. But no, 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 no. Jesus hit there. The weight will always sift. The weight will not just pick up everything. It will sift and get the genuine material. Now when you look at the Ephesians, Brother Brenham says uh, in this message, he says where I think Pentecost failed. Paragraph 26. Now we are going to speak on this subject. He speaks about the book of Ephesians. He says it is quite a very treacherous thing. Dangerous thing. It's not all sent to the unbeliever. It's dedicated and, and it is completely dedicated to the believer. You, you know, the, 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 there is a, even when you work in a company, you know, when, when uh, documents have got to be classified uh, for internal control. And I think you, uh, people like Brother Msizi, they deal with those things. A paper doesn't just float around in a paper it has a number and it has classification internal use or external use. Amen. So if, if that internal uh, 
paper or communication can reach you as an outsider and then you look at it and you begin to debate with it and want to challenge the company they will not engage with you the first thing they will say this is the right paper this is the right communication but it landed in the wrong hands and, and they will they will have a way to silence you and say you are an outsider you cannot contribute to internal uh, a, a discourse. And I want to tell you there is this message. It's classified. It is going to specific people. And those that this message is sent to, they are able to decode this message. Because this message is in codes. You know, in military, we don't speak in plain language. We can speak and you think you understand and you don't understand. Yes, we are the secret agents. And that is why you are here so that we can give you a language. That's why the seventh seal was a secret language. Uh, you, you know, it says then there was silence. But in the midst of silence, people received messages. How, how can silence convey a message? Because why? We wanted it to bypass the ear of the devil. And it bypassed the ear of the devil and dropped into the heart of the believer. That's why the prophet said what was once great mysterious secret is now in the heart of the believer. And today you are walking around you are the secrets you know how to navigate you, you can make the devil to be to be dumbfounded and ask himself what manner of a man or what manner of a woman is this do you believe that we've got the secret weapon that, that, that's why there was no there was nothing spoken what can you say about the seventh seal. He comes, he preaches the very same seal. He speaks in parables. If you look at him, he looks like he's lost in a sermon. But he takes sharp tense. He says that great person that we expected, he may be on the scene. And if it is so, let me decrease, let him increase. Something was happening there. But he was speaking in parables. now you are no longer just a church, but now you are the bride. He comes with funny titles. Greater than Solomon is here. Who is this Jesus? Who is this Melchizedek? What was happening? The unveiling of God. He was trying to get the message to the bride. And I want to say, we caught the secret. We caught the secret. And, and 
and, and the secret that we caught you, 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 you know, even when you know and you want to tell somebody because a mystery brother Branham say a mystery it's, it's, it's a previously hidden truth that is now divinely revealed but the supernatural elements still remain hidden stay with me here so you cannot see the message and receive the message and accept the message and think that you can go and tell somebody and say this is what it is this is what it is they will just look at you because although you tell them what has been divinely revealed the supernatural element must be transferred by the almighty God are you here this morning and today don't just be a believer that hears the mysteries of God but let the supernatural element let it follow what has been revealed are you here this evening this morning because sometimes what this message has done to your heart you, you can't explain it yes they can come and say yes the message is wrong and they make sense you may be speaking say, but this was what he has said this is what he said. No, what? But even after they have said it, there is something that they cannot remove from There is a special effect that this message has that no other doctrine has. And when this message comes to the right people, it, it changes them. It makes them to behave in a different manner. It makes them to look at things in a different way. That's what revelation will do. And the people look at you and say, you have lost your mind. Yes, you have lost your mind and gained the mind of Christ. And let me tell you something. The things that we preach, you can never believe them with your own mind. They were not made for your mind. You need to reject and migrate from your mind and get to the mind of Christ. And I can tell you, things will become a reality. This message has got power and shall never lose its power. Why do I know that? The effect is the same. Let me, let me ask you a question. Who is the designer of this message? Why would it be that this message can be spoken that a man that is half Irish and half Indian speaks to the message and the message goes around the world and finds a Chinese man and he reads Malachi 4. Behold, I'll send you a light. And there is a certain effect on a Chinese man and it goes to an Indian man. The effect is the same. It goes to a Congolese man. The effect is the same. He goes to an Englishman. The effect is the same. God the designer. God himself. You can't plan it from a, a seminary. That, that's the same spirit that brought the message. It's the same spirit that made Paul to preach and made Peter to preach. And when the day they come, they realize that they are 
preaching the same thing because they were reporting to the same boss. This message is the product of the pillar of fire. And I can take it first. This message was filtered by the pillar of fire. If there is no, if there is a lie in the message, it was not going to stand. The pillar of fire would have sifted out. This was not a message of Brenham. Even Brenham had to be corrected by God himself and say, my prophet, I don't want you to say it like this. This is not what it is. What it is is this one. And he comes, he says, I thought the Holy Ghost rider was the Holy Ghost but he came in my room and the one that came in his room he has come in my room and he has come in your room what is your room your soul let me we operate in a certain network here and you've got to tune in you've got to have the right antenna and find the right station to hear the news that we are delivering Hallelujah. and we cannot debate with somebody that is tuned to the wrong station because why we've got a channel you know that channel when Nathaniel got into the and Philip got into the Nathaniel they they found one another and they were simply saying come and see it was the channel during that time come and see not come and debate come and see and when he came Philip Nathaniel came and he saw him and he said behold an Israelite in whom there is no guide Nathaniel said people know me people know me but this this one this fellow knows me in a very special way the way he talked spoke to me about me it went all the way down and touched a certain part in me that no one has ever touched and he looked and said to him you are the messiah and the Samaritan woman it was exactly the same the way Christ spoke to her he touched a certain part and said I perceive that thou art the Christ in the end time I've heard preacher after preacher I've attended a church after a church but when I heard that man from Kentucky and said good evening friends that greetings went down and penetrated my soul and I realized this is not an ordinary greeting he comes from eternity from that time I heard from my theophany this message is precious my brother but it's not for the outsiders it's an internal communication it is addressed to specific people I Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus Christ by the will of God you know I love the boldness of Paul not by the will of the people we don't want ministers by the will of the people we don't want the church by the will of the people we want the church by the will of God because if it is 
Because by the will of the people, you've got to be sensitive to their feelings and their needs. But it is by the the will of God. You don't care whether you rip apart a feeling. Somebody wanted to tell me the other time, say, Pastor, I want to tell you what I think. I said, I'm not interested in what you think. I'm not even interested in what I think. I'm interested in what he thinks. Are we together? Amen. Now it says, where I think Pentecost failed. Oh, what a time Paul had with these Corinthians. A troublesome church. One still is his father's wife. Lawsuit in the church. Divisions. Speaking in tongues, no interpretation. It's a chaotic church. Until Paul looked at them and said, God is not the author of confusion. So if a church is in that environment, that's why Brother Brenham, as he was moving in the ministry, he still wanted because it's good to be accepted. And they accepted him, the Pentecostals. They sponsored his meetings. They wrote biographies about his life. He was, I mean, people that were very close. He was this man that wrote a book, A Man Sent from God. Is it Baxter? Gordon Lindsay. Gordon Lindsay. They, those men, they, they were renowned men in their And how they appreciated and embraced the gift. People like Tommy Osborne could come into the meetings and be inspired by Brother Brennan. And say, what a, I'm going to listen to the wife of, Joe, of Tommy Osborne. And how she explained how they struggled to get the front row so that they can witness this magnificent gift. That's how William Brenham was. But God later said to him, you cannot feed the Pentecostal babies. This solid diet. Separate yourselves. Yes, they rode about him. Later they said, no, he lost his mind. Yes, they created him to be uh, the father of the latter reign. How he, he spearheaded the revival in the end time. And they say, but along the way he lost his mind. I believe those disciples that left Jesus when they, he said to drink my blood, eat my flesh, they must have said, he has lost his mind. 
But did he did bother Brother Brenham? Yes, he did bother him. He was troubled and he said, I can I need to go into the wilderness. Maybe if you find my Bible there, let Joseph take it. I don't know what's happening with me. I don't know why I'm against the things that people do. It was not his spirit, it was the spirit of Elijah in him. And when he was rejected there, then the angel came to him and began to confirm that the calling comes from God. And he confirmed to the ministry and said, You are this message. This message one day will be listened by the people in the jungles of Africa. He says, I see them with some little ear things in their ears. They're listening to this message. He was referring to the earphones. And the prophet was telling him that. And today, we are living in the fulfillment because I'm the fulfillment of that part. And here we are in the jungles of Africa. And we have accepted the message and it is transforming us. Amen. How many people did it bypass? in order for this message to come our way. There was something in me that was attracting the message. It had to find me. No matter how deep in sin I was, that message had to bypass the nations. It had to bypass the political protocol in order to find me. And I want to report to the David I have been found not by a church but by the message. You had to be here because the picture was not complete without you. The puzzle can never be complete without one piece. No matter how little bit of it it is, that part must be found. No matter where you are, this message had to come. Brother Branham says God is obligated to take the weight into the hands of the predestinated God was obligated to come my way in the end time and it came my way and today I'm found. Amen. You cannot plan it. Your coming here was not planned by a man. That's why when Paul, when he goes to the Ephesians, he says, according to as he has chosen us in him, this, this is a special time. This, this is not a theology. This now speaks about your calling. How you were chosen before you became a body of flesh. According to the way he has chosen us in him. Not in a church building. No, not among the group. But in him. He can never choose me in him alone. Unless I was in him. And who put me in him? It's him that put me in him. I was an attribute. There's nothing that can preach like this message. When it was Elohim. And he filled up the universe. I 
was in him maybe he didn't get to that one when he was Elohim he was not God there he was not Jehovah when he was Elohim a fountain of life I was in him This is before I had a body. I was just an attribute. And I was in him. As a living being. And as we were there. Now the lamb was slain. Before there was Jerusalem. In the mind of God. The lamb was slain. When the sons of God shouted for joy. It was at exactly that time when the lamb Oh, we saw our redemption before we came down here we knew that we were going to be sinners but we knew that there was a solution before there was a problem there was a remedy for sin in the mind of God no church no denomination no man made system us in the mind of God Elohim he knew that he contains us and he has a prophet that comes an efficient material prophet he says I see him as a fountain of life as Elohim he goes into the heart of that Elohim he says in his heart he loved the fatherhood This is not in Genesis 1. This is not in John chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 says in the beginning. God created the heavens and the Then he comes across. John says in the beginning was the way. The way it was with God. And the way it was God. The way it was God. Stay with me here. But brother Brenham, he goes beyond before God began became God. Brother Branham goes beyond John chapter 1. He traces that word and he says the word became, as the word became the theophany. He says there is a part that I see in that theophany. It is the bride. He says they were not separated. When the word became, became a theophany, the bride was there. And when the word became flesh, the bride was there. And it says on the cross, there was a separation. We come a long way. When he was Elohim, I was there. When he became God, I was there. When he became Jehovah, I was there. When he became Savior, I was there. Amen. Are you here this morning? Amen. That's why nobody can come and tell us that no, you are believing you believing a Jewish religion. I was a believer before the Jewish nation was established. No one can come and tell me that this Bible was written by a white man. Before it became a written word. When the word was with God. And the 
was God. I was part of that word. And when the word became flesh, I was part of that word. This is efficient material. Until we had to know there is a man within a man. Amen. I'm not just a bunch of bones and, and flesh. There's, there's a man. I'll read a quotation. It says we rotated of Elohim as his attributes. Amen. And that man that is made in the image of God now was placed in this natural habitation and was suppressed by sin. But when the word came, it brought the quickening power. You felt something in you moving. You have heard good songs, good sermons, but when the message was brought forth, something moved. What was moving, it was your theophany. God is good. God is good. Amen. Amen. I mean, Paul, for him to preach these things to the Ephesians, and said, Blessed be the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You know, when Paul speaks, there's a, I don't know whether is it in Romans, he speaks something when he writes to the Corinthians. You know, he says in one, he says, according to the many, many things that you have written unto me, it is good that a man should have his own wife. You, you see, they were writing to you. They had issues. And says, he, calls, he just read, read, and compiled and said, according to all these things that you have written to me, I think it is good that a man should have his own wife. Yeah, there it is in First Corinthians 7, chapter 7, verse 1. He says, now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Do you get a sense here, a pile and pile of queries? And say, no, I will punch them and just give one respond. Do you think this church was ready to receive God's revelations? 
And it says, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife. And let every woman have her own husband. Isn't it too basic? But it shows how how low they had sunk. How he had to address all these things. Go to of Corinthians, First Corinthians, chapter six is just a chapter behind. Says there, there any of you? Do you hear the language there? There any of you having a matter against another? Go to law before the unjust and not before the saints. Do ye not know that the, the sins shall judge the world? If the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Let's go to chapter 5. We're going through the issues of Corinthians. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. And such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. This is a church that had issues. This is a church that had issues. Let's go to chapter 1, 1 Corinthians. Let's go to Corinthians. Verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of law, that there are contentions amongst you. Now this I say that every one of you says I'm of Paul, I'm of Apostle, Apollos, I'm of Cephas, and I of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you. Verse 15, least any should say that I had baptized in my own name. 
Until a messenger had to say, even amongst you, me, I didn't baptize any. Things were really bad. This spirit has returned in the end time. Now, it looks like, you know me, I just said, it looks like Mrs. Churches, Mrs. Churches would want to compete to say which one is living and all of them are dead. It's quite disappointing. Sometimes when you look at Somebody who is an elder who has been in the field for a long time. That would just say, the whole world is dead. Only our church is alive. And people jump up and down and get excited. That's lack of revelation. If, if you are a torch bearer, you want to ignite the touches of others. You, can, you, can, you don't want just to have the touch alone. Because if one says the whole world is dead and only our church is alive, what they are, what they are saying without them realizing is that the ministry of William Brenham has failed. That's what they simply say. Because right now, we should be going back and check what Brenham, Brother Brenham said in the message of the Invisible Union of the Bride. He says, this is a thanksgiving message. He says, all the churches that are following this message are connected through telephone hookups. He starts, he says, I greet the church in Jeffersonville. I greet the church in Arizona. And he goes around Phoenix, state by state. When when you listen to that message, it warms your heart that this message had spread. And the prophet Noana said, this is a thanksgiving message. This message has produced results in every state. And today we need to say we thank God that there are believers in Congo. We thank God that there are believers in Zimbabwe. We thank God that there are believers in South Africa. We thank God that there are believers in China. We thank God that there is a universal body of Jesus Christ around the world. Are you not thankful this morning? That this message, when I spoke to him and said it will only be preached to the four walls of your church, it will only be preached in the four walls of your church. But it broke through those church walls. It went into every nation. It found all people from diverse backgrounds. And I'm here to say to you the message has delivered the result. And, and that warms our 
fills my heart. No, food messages. It went into Russia. Why Russia? And I passed the communist walls. What? Where? As we are speaking right now, there are believers that are having services in the basement, away from the church, the the government's eyes. China has received its own King James version that was translated by message believers. In Congo, one point. Two million believers are following the message. What is happening? The ministry of William Branham has been successful. It went to every corner and found every predestinated daughter and son of God. And that's why this evening, this morning, I want to say, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Look at what we're doing now. Just with a website, the website a young the girl who is in the, doing going parties. I don't know how she came across the website, but something attracted her, and she began to listen and download. And something in her connected with what was being said, and she said, "I want to be baptized." A computer preaching to her. That's what God will do. Will you use technology to bypass the wall? Oh, I don't know where you were when the message found you. But I know it bypassed a lot of things. And if I was you, I will rise up and say, God, I thank you. You found me. Some told me I'm unworthy, but you found me. And today, I'm a message believer. I'm very much thankful this morning. There is a certain power. William Branham, the man is gone. Buried in Jeffersonville. But the one that attended the meeting, that angel that attended the meeting, is here. Moses was gone. But the angel that was with Moses, it was now with Joshua when they went to surround the walls of Jericho. That angel of covenant is here. He came out of eternity and came down on Sunset Mountain. And today he is amongst us. We are not alone, brethren. He said, I will be with you. I will be with you. Even in you. Until the end of the world. And I want to say, He's here in you. You need to be thankful this morning. I don't care what you are against. This message is a vindication that God, God's move shall never be stopped. The word of God shall never go forth and return void. It shall accomplish what it was sent for. And in the end time, it has accomplished. And I'm looking at the results of the message. I'm looking at the results of the message. I don't care what the devil says. I'm looking at the results of the message. Where were you? Where were you when you were found? You had to be found because you were found. Your deal was already done 
spiritually. This brother, this sister is a believer. Before the devil was the non-negotiation, he's a believer, she's a believer. And when later you came, God is sin and shaped in iniquity. And the devil being the accuser of the brethren. And goes and say, ah, they know. And God looks at him. And say, do you know who is he? Who is she? Before he, she came in that body. I can imagine God saying to the devil, She's not your peer. No. She was there before I formed you. She's my partner. When we created you, we were together. And we knew that you will come and mislead her so that I can express that I'm a savior. The devil, this is a drama to confuse you. We design you to bring glory out of me. Yes, you were there before the table. Before he was created, you were there. Amen. You know, as I often say, God's offices are more are not nouns, they are verbs. Actually, Elohim, I can say it's a noun. But God is a verb. When they worshipped him, he became God. Jehovah is a verb. When, when, when he had a family, Brother Bram said that made him Jehovah. But you were there. You, you are an original material. Before there were believers that we see that claim to be believers, you were there as a believer. Before there were atoms and molecules, you were there. Before there were planets, you were there. Before there was a written Bible, you were there. And you were there with Elohim. And he wanted to fellowship with you. But he couldn't, as long as you were in him. He had to express you. And when you were expressed, you were an expressed attribute that had the nature of the source. Although you came in a fallen state, but you never lost that divine touch. He was after that part. And when you met him, it was like two pieces that were torn apart of a paper. And you just dovetailed. And when it dovetailed, there was a dawning on you. There is more to me than I realize. What was happening? It's election. Did he not know about your weaknesses? Did he not know about your sins? He knew about it. But still, 
chose you. He said, that's my son. That's my daughter. And that's why today you are redeemable. Because you've got a place to be redeemed back to. That's why Paul says to the Ephesians, according to the way he has chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Before the foundation of the world. Chose us to be holy. And blessed us with spiritual blessings. And it says blessed be the name of our Lord. And today. It's not your works. It's not your efforts. It's not what you're trying to do. It's him. By his sovereign grace. Then just chose you and say. This is mine. Amen. Have you ever seen when they, they, maybe if they've got a, maybe if your car has got a tracker, maybe it's lost. The the tracker or the whatever the 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 control room, control room, is not there to track every car. It could be a Mazda that is lost that has got a tracker. But it's not looking for all the Mazdas. It's looking for a master Mazda that has got a tracker. There is, there is a unit that was installed before it was lost. That unit, the reason it was installed is because they acknowledge that it may be lost. But we love it so much that we want to find it. And when it is lost, they go onto that uh, screen and it will be blinking and show you a red dot corner Jericho and Betty Street. And now the helicopter comes to go and trace where it is because there is something in the car that is able to respond so that it can be found. Oh, the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman. She was lost. But she had a divine track. And when the Messiah came, he had to go by the way of Samaria. Because there was something that was blinking. There was a city that was there. And she was found. You were born with a divine track. Wherever you were, maybe you were in your church. You didn't understand. But there was a signal that was being sent. There was a signal that was being sent. And the messenger came with the message to track you. And he went around the world seven times until you responded. And today, here you are. The beauty is not a tracker. The beauty is for him to put it in there. Even before you were lost. Amen. 
many of you when the message came we were with your friends and you thought it was going to be a group redemption you thought this is obvious and you jumped in and they looked and they said "Mm -mm." what happened to them there was was nothing in store and you wanted to deny it how many wanted to deny the message here how many wanted to reject the message you turned in your bed and say that's the wrong thing these are the churches of nowadays we don't want the churches of nowadays I'm in mama's church and my grandmother was in this church and my great grandmother was in this church no ways we are not going but you were restless because God was working on you you turned to this way you forgot about it but after a week we went to church they preached something and you said I don't understand it and you met that brother and said they preached this at church and he began to explain to you and said no God is not three there is God there is the father there is the son there is the holy ghost same God different offices and you looked and said but is there something is the right answer but you were you were worried. Some of the sisters you had slacks. And they said the message doesn't want slacks. They said, but they suit me. But the day it hit you, even when you were wearing it, you were uncomfortable. What was happening? Redemption was taking place. You were being redeemed because you are redeemable. And today, here you are. How can you explain it? It's God's amazing grace. And the life that you live, your friends say, it's impossible. Your colleagues say, it's impossible. How can you live such a life? No, you can't live this life, my friends. It must be him that calms down and indwells you and walks in your body and lives in your body. That's what makes you a Christian. The God of heaven is now a resident in the body. Not the body of Jesus, but your body. Wherever you go, he leads you. That's why you say, wherever he leads me, I shall follow. You are following somebody. That's what makes you a Christian. Doesn't it give you joy? Look at the things that people call pleasure. You see death. It's pleasure. It doesn't connect with you. Have they ever played a music to you that they thought was a great music and you didn't connect with it? And they play, you listen, you try to make it out. All your muscles are dead. Cannot respond to the beat. No matter how much they try to pretend that they are enjoying, 
There's nothing in you to enjoy. But when your music comes, they don't need even to tell you. They just see you tapping. And not long you move from a chair. Now you start dancing. Because it's responding to your muscle. That's how the message was. We had many doctrines, but there was nothing to respond. But when the message came and said the third pool is here, I started tapping. The seventh seal is revealed. I started tapping. God is revealed. I started tapping. Why? It's my Amen. The reason you clap your hands is it responds to you. Somebody can't clap hands. They don't know what you are talking about. Maybe I will get explanation after church. But some of you, you something moves. But that's me. Now I understand why I'm here. Now I know where he took me from. Now I know who I am. I know who God is. It makes you to celebrate. And this evening I want to ask, this morning I want to ask, is there anything in you to respond to the word of God? Is there anything in you to respond to the word of God? Or are you dead? Are you barren? But if there is life in you, the Lord don't say when there is life, there is a shout. When he was coming down to Jerusalem, they said, Hosanna! Hosanna! Wherever he was, there was noise. It's not emotions. It's just a better version of who we are. Because if it was not this version, we were going to be in a tavern and drunk and not knowing. But now we are drunk in the spirit. And we say, God, we thank you for the revelation. We thank you for the restored way. We thank you for the revealed way. Some of you need a dose of drinking from the fountain of life and be drunk in the spirit. Have you heard about that rat that was drunk? That was running away from the cat. But it fell into a, a container that had alcohol. And consumed that alcohol. And got out. When it was dry, it was over. It was running away. But when it fell into that tin and drank that alcohol, it came around and said, where is that cat? Where is that cat? It was a rat that was drunk. I need a believer that is drunk with the Spirit of God that can go around and say, where is that demon? Where is that demon? Where is that demon? That's what we need today. Are you here? You've got to be drunk in the spirit. The problem, some of you are too sober. You're aware of your environment, what the devil is. Be drunk. How many love him this morning? Yes, sir. Amazing grace. Don't know my any worshiping, so let's worship him.
amazing grace, how sweet the sound, I once was lost, but now I'm found, and hope is king. Thank you, Father.
Just give us another one before we wrap up with prayer. Every day and every hour you are faithful. Lord. How many witnesses do we have this morning?
us to sing before our brother prays. Redeemed, redeemed, how I love to proclaim. It says he giveth me a song in the night. Well, the devil is giving others nightmares. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the light of heaven. Amen. Let's do this. Amen. Just give us a word. We'll sing it after prayer. Amen. Africa has been church, mm. but it's about the character that is in the church. Today we know that it's not about us, oh God, mm. but it is about your love for us, Heavenly Father. Yes. You have spoken to us in a special way indeed, yes. Lord. Mm. Our hearts just melt with joy. We don't know what to say, Heavenly yes. Father. Who are we, oh God, 
to be loved by thee, Heavenly Father. Who mm. are we, Heavenly Father, to find favor before your eyes, O God. Yes. As the disciples, they said one time to Jesus Christ, why is it that you speak in parables when we are in front of people? Mm. But when you come inside the house, you, spoke, you speak in plain view, Heavenly Father. Mm. It was clear that he, the message was not for them that were outside, yes. but the message was for them Thank that are inside, Father. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we love you so much, oh God. Yes. We thank you for so much, Heavenly Father. We wish we can do more, but Heavenly Father, our life constrains us, Heavenly Father, mm. for the kind of love that we have had for us, oh yes. God. To know that for us to come into the message was not because we were religious people, oh God. Oh, for us to come to the message was not because we are learned, oh God. Mm. For us to come into the message was not because we were dedicated, Heavenly Father, mm. but it was because of that tracker that was inside of our hearts, Heavenly Father. Mm. From the moment we were born, you looked for us, Heavenly exactly. Father. You knew us very well by names, oh God. You knew us very well by locations, Heavenly Father, yes. and you know that at the appointed time, I will redeem them back to the fold. The devil is such a cruel man, Heavenly Father. Yes. He wanted us to forget who we are, Heavenly Father. Uh, we were stricken by amnesia, oh God, spiritual amnesia, Heavenly Father. But Brother Brenham says, for you to remove amnesia from a person, take him to familiar places, Heavenly yes. Father. Here we are in the service, oh God. You have brought us to familiar places. When we hear these things, something jumps inside of us. Hallelujah. And we say, this is not the thing that we are hearing now, but we have heard it somewhere in eternity, Heavenly Father. Mm. And we know very well, Heavenly Father, there is no way that we can be lost. The, the devil can preach as much as he wants to preach. We know that we are sealed in, Heavenly Father. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's not it. in the Book of Life, but in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yes. And we know very well that our names cannot be blotted in, in our yes. Father. No matter what the devil can do in our lives, we are there for eternity. Yes. We are not going anywhere, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father, because we have not done this by our own effort. We have not done this by our own knowledge. But it was through predestination that you knew about us and you predestinated us for eternal life, yes. not for eternal damnation, Heavenly Father. With that, we say thank you, O God. May these words stay in our hearts. May we keep this weight throughout the week. No matter what we do or no matter what we are facing at work, at schools, all of those challenges of God. But deep down in our hearts, we know that we are the children of the Most High. Yes. No matter, even if we are poor where we are, oh God, but we have a peace inside of our hearts to know that our lives are right with God. And one of these good days, oh God, we shall be marching to Jerusalem. Yes. One of these good days, Heavenly Father, we are going to take off this flesh and wear immortality, Heavenly Father, yes. and where our spiritual bodies, our theophanies, where we are going to be with you forever. Thank you very much for the visitation. Thank you, oh God, for speaking to us in this special yes. way. Yes. We thank you for all that you are doing in our lives. You deserve our praise. You deserve yes. our lives. In the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, as many as were ordained to eternal life, believed. 
Not as many believed were ordained to eternal life. As many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Amen. Redeemed, redeemed. Redeemed how I love to proclaim. Redeemed by the blood of heaven. Redeemed through his infinite death. Yes, he is silent forever. Shining forever. 
child am I forever. It was an eternal transaction. Amen. Let's give us a dismissal song. Amen. Have a blessed week. Victorious one. Think of you all the day long. Don't be silent. Sing for him. Let your song be the theme of his love. Amen. We are ready. We are ready for Jerusalem. I'm in there ready. We are ready. I'm ready. Oh, we are ready for Jerusalem. We are ready. We are ready. Ah, we are ready. We are ready for Jerusalem. Ah, we are ready. We are ready. Ah, we are ready. We are ready for Jerusalem. On your mark, get set. We are ready. We are ready for Jerusalem. Ah, on your mark, get set. Oh yes, we are ready. We are ready. Oh yes, we are ready. We are ready for Jerusalem. Yes, we are ready. Oh yes, we are ready. We are ready for Jerusalem. Oh yes, we are ready. We are ready. Oh yes, we are ready. Oh yes, we are ready. Oh we are ready. On your mind, get sick. We are ready. We are ready. On your mind, get sick. We are ready. Oh yes, on your mind, get sick. We are ready. We are ready. Get sick. We are ready. Oh yes, we are ready. Oh, yeah.